everybody, and welcome to another edition of the NBA Slate Starter Podcast. I'm Eric Lindquist. Join along with my buddy Rin Pack as we break down the 11-game Wednesday NBA DFS Slate. We are right now in the middle of Sweat City over here between the two of us, which is why I'm a little extra jazzed uh, compared to normal, uh, not to be confused with the Utah Jazz, who are not good at basketball today. Uh, Rin Pack, what are we in the middle of right now? What are we sweating? And uh, yeah, uh, let the people know how you're doing. It's just another day of DFS where we saw a bunch of news and how we have to react. Obviously, tough decision points with the Brooklyn starting lineup, then followed by the Paul George being ruled out, which led us to pretty much trying to find a way to jam in Kawhi Leonard and some other Clippers. We'll see how they end up as they are in the fourth quarter as we speak. But that's all second to none to the performances of Wancho Hernan Gomez and Jared Allen, who were both elite in their performances. Wancho playing against his former team in the Nuggets, and Jared Allen entering the starting lineup for DeAndre Jordan and showing Steve Nash that he belongs there, putting up a monster performance against the defensive player of the year in Gobert. Yeah, he uh, he looked, I saw somebody that tweeted out that it's like, uh, who's getting paid the most money in this game and why is it not Jared Allen? So uh, I think that makes a lot of sense to me. Uh, that was that was fun to watch, but not fun because I had a bunch of lineups and 0% Jared Allen. But uh, I think between Kawhi Leonard, who just put on a surge here at the beginning of this third quarter, and uh, I, I think we're going to have a pretty darn good night. I feel good about what we gave the people yesterday. So we're going to get right to it and try to give them the goods again today uh, for this massive, massive 11-game slate. Uh, starting at point guard, uh, we're going to go position by position like we always do. Uh, you've got James Harden over on DraftKings sitting at $11,000. Russell Westbrook sitting just below him at 10-2. Steph Curry at 9800 And Trey Young, who actually had a pretty darn good game last time out uh, at 9600 So showed a tiny bit of a ceiling there. Uh, but... Is there somebody that you're looking up at the top range of point guard? And uh, why is it Steph Curry? Steph Curry was phenomenal in three quarters last time out. Uh, the whole Golden State Warriors team seems to be clicking now with their couple games under Draymond Greenback. Uh, I love Steph Curry. He's still under 10K, playing against the Clipper team. And I, I know the Clipper team might be a little tough matchup for him, but I expect Steph Curry to get as many shots as he wants. In 31 minutes last time out, he put up 18 shots. I expect him to potentially put up north of 20 shots, 20, mid-20 shots again. 9,800, he can easily play off that salary. There, that's no concern there. But other options, definitely, it's 11-game slate. I do expect stuff to uh, take on some ownership, but you should be getting ready to pivot in terms of pure ownership plays. I think paying up for Westbrook is interesting, and Harden is another option on DK. Well, on FanDuel, you could potentially pay down to – Options like De'Aaron Fox, who against a very favorable Chicago matchup, Chicago will be on a back-to-back. So the whole Kings team let a lot of people down the other night. I think it's a good spot to go back to them against Chicago. I love that. And and another thing is on, a, on an 11-game slate, you can play your guys. Like there, there aren't as many ownership concerns. It kind of gets spread out. Uh, a lot more than on a normal, like on a five or a six game slate, you can really just kind of go to your guys and be set to go. Um, it's it's not going to be too many. There aren't that many ownership concerns that I'm going to have at the position, especially over on FanDuel where you're going to play two of them and you can kind of mix and match and, and be able to put together your guys. Uh, looking down in this mid range, You've got uh, the you've got Kobe White sixty eight hundred. He's in the middle of a back to back, so we'll see how these bulls kind of pan out and and see where they're going to be at. But on DraftKings, their their prices haven't changed too much. But over on FanDuel, I saw that um, where was Kobe White at? He was Zach Levine's eighty one hundred over at point guard, but Kobe White. 
was somebody that I saw at 6200 His price went up a whole $100 or I, I think, no, 6200 It was identical to what he had today. So so that's going to be a spot that you can kind of look at coming off of a back-to-back in Sacramento. Uh, I, I'm going to like that game a lot. So kind of looking at pieces of the Bulls over on FanDuel where they're just a little bit underpriced across the entire board. So uh, anybody else that you're looking at in this mid-range or to the low end uh, for a couple of punts for the people? Yeah, it'll be interesting what, uh, to see what Orlando does. Carter Williams, I believe, is not playing tomorrow. And uh, Evan Fournier is uh, questionable. That could be, lead to more minutes for Cole Anthony uh, as well. So uh, that's just I, – I know they don't want to play much of Anthony and Fultz together uh, in the backcourt. So that's a situation to monitor. It's something to look into and dig into, seeing how that uh, – what that might do for extra minutes. So – but other uh, value options definitely to keep an eye on. Keep an eye on that Charlotte starting lineup. There's been a lot of talk about LaMelo Ball entering that starting lineup. Regardless, LaMelo Ball is playing 30 minutes, and he's putting up north of mid-30 fantasy points. And at that price tag, 6K against Atlanta, I'm going to like LaMelo Ball um, a decent amount. And I don't have any issues uh, in the other ball brother in Lonzo as well. So maybe it's an interesting ball ball uh, backcourt on FanDuel to be I was like hand building a couple lineups with it just because it was fun to do I used to do that with all the holidays it was fun to play three holidays in the same lineup just uh holiday celebrate everywhere in the lineup so that's I I like all those calls uh thank god Peyton Pritchard's been priced up on both sites he's 4700 over on FanDuel I think he's got something similar 4600 on DraftKings so uh against Miami thank god because I'm still feeling hurt by the fact that that was the chalk that I faded the other night. And so uh, so at least you don't have to worry too much about that. Anybody else that you're looking at? I think uh, you can take a shot on uh, GPPs and Aaron Holiday. He's playing around 20 minutes or so. That's a cheap price. Like it's purely a salary-saving play. With such a big uh, game slate, you really can go balanced. And there's such a massive slate. So there's no one really else that really stands out to me. Is there anyone else that you're looking at? What's your opinion on a $7,400 John Wall? I think that's an option, uh, especially on DK. Yeah, I, I like that a lot too. I'm kind of fading all of these Charlotte guys for the most part, even including Ball. Ball's looked awesome the last couple, but it just seems so difficult for one of them to pop with Rozier and uh, and Graham and uh, Hayward and all these guys together. It feels like to get a true ceiling game on an 11-game slate that's going to win you the slate, uh, that's going to win you a tournament, it's it's hard to envision Ball getting to 45 or 50 like some of the other guys can in that range. So uh, probably not going to be my favorite spot to go, but I can definitely understand. I mean, 6,900, there's a reason that he's priced that on FanDuel. It's because he's been awesome, and he's, he's putting up stats across the board too. He's been a stat stuffer, so uh, somebody to keep an eye on on for sure. Uh, Before we get over to shooting guard, I just wanted to let you guys know that we are making a surge to 50,000 YouTube subscribers here at Awesome O. Uh, If you could, just please look down at the bottom bottom bar if you're watching us on YouTube. Click subscribe, hit the notification bell, give us a thumbs up. And, uh, you know, those are the things that really, really help us to be able to continue to put out this content for free in front of the paywall and to be able to give you the goods going into every single game of the NBA slate this season. So thank you for, for checking us out. If you're listening to us on any of the podcast apps, uh, we we appreciate you and love you guys too. But uh, but yeah, specifically over on YouTube, if you're over there, just give us a thumbs up on your way out. So uh, shooting guard, we'll start over there on FanDuel because uh, there's a lot of decision making that kind of needs to be made with the Paul George late scratch. We'll see if he ends up playing again tonight. Uh, he's elevated up to nine thousand over on FanDuel, so that's that's tough. If you didn't have interest 
today at a, an inflated 8,800 price tag over there. It's going to be tough to get up to 9K uh, coming off of a game. But uh, the, the Clippers could be resting him and Kawhi on back-to-backs, in which case 9K would actually seem like a discounted price tag if Kawhi is not going to play. So uh, th- that's all speculation. Make sure you look at the news. There's going to be a ton of it on an 11-game slate. So, uh, But James Harden up at 11,200 and Bradley Beal at 10K, who uh, was a guy that I think won the shooting guard position the other night with 53.5 FanDuel points. But uh, tell me a little bit about these top range guys and uh, which one do you prefer uh, over on FanDuel? I think it's really tough to go wrong with any of those guys, but sometimes maybe you could uh, look uh, to get a little different and going a little more balanced approach. I don't mind Donovan Mitchell. I know it's back-to-back. He didn't play the fourth quarter. He's playing at New York. I mean, I like Mitchell at that price. Like 8200 seems high because he hasn't performed that well, but I, I think that's a nice, uh, interesting GBP option. I like Levine, 8300 against Sacramento. Uh, we see how bad the Sacramento defense is. I think Levine can definitely carve them up. Keep an eye on that situation. Let's see what Donovan does if he does rest Levine on a back-to-back. I don't think he will, but you never know. I think other options to consider, I think Devin Booker obviously has a higher upside than anyone. Coming in at 7,800, I believe, on DraftKings and 7,600 on FanDuel. Those are both um, fine options against Toronto, who looks really, really bad. So maybe it's a spot where Booker can take advantage of. On the other side, I think Van Vliet is fine. Oladipo was phenomenal, uh, showed some signs of him, his old self as he put up 45 fantasy points in a game that went to overtime, playing high 30 minutes. I like Oladipo, 7,200, 7,000. I said it last time. I like it again against Houston. So those are some intriguing options. In terms of saving some salary, you can definitely pay down at some options again. You can look, I, I wouldn't mind Fournier if he plays. Keep an eye on that situation. He didn't play again, but his price is – favorable at 5300 on DK where you do get that three-point bonus Buddy Heald is only $5,200 in FanDuel he's been pretty much underpriced there the whole year and $5,200 Buddy Heald is tough for me to move up uh, move off of from uh what's your opinion on uh your Pelican Mr. Pelican Eric Bledsoe Eric uh you're your name twin. Yeah, I love that entire game. The the two games that I really kind of love on this slate, the OKC New Orleans game. And again, I'm, I'm not sure where ownership is going to be sitting at. So I'm looking at this purely from uh, salaries that I feel like are a little deflated for, for what that game could be. Uh, to have a 7,500 Shea Gilgis Alexander, we were talking about Luka Doncic the other night. And uh, I think we were taking a little bit of heat because, oh, Luka Doncic hasn't had a ceiling game yet. And then he proceeds to put up 70. So you got to be able to look at things from, from, a, from a macro level, look at it from the larger picture and know what a player's output is going to be. I'm convinced that Shea Gilgis Alexander is going to start picking it up. There's nobody else in OKC. George Hill has been a guy that they're running pick and rolls with Al Horford. I'm not convinced that that's going to be what OKC wants to be doing long-term. So I expect Shea to get more involved at 7,500 and against New Orleans, which again, they've been very improved defensively. I believe Greg, Greg Ehrenberg was talking about that on the Live Before Lock show. And and you know for, for me, like a Stan Van Gundy team should should be better defensively. He was great in Orlando, getting that team together. Uh, they made an NBA Finals run back in the day against the Lakers, and you're seeing that that some of these some of these guys are starting to elevate themselves defensively. So uh, Brandon Ingram, 8800 over on FanDuel, we'll get to him at small forward as a pairing there. But uh, Eric Bledsoe, 
uh, I'm definitely going to have interest with. He's just got that deflated 5,300 price tag against OKC, which can't stop anybody. So I'm going to be very, very excited about all those guys down in that range. And Buddy Heald is another guy who, at some point, he's going to pop. We thought it could possibly be against Sacramento, but now with another $200 discount uh, from the 5,400 tag he was at, that is very, very difficult to say no to against Chicago. So uh, love that call. Is there anybody else down there in the bottom? Uh, Delon Wright just got done burning everybody uh, that that played him on both sites. So uh, could he possibly get back in the rotation? It looked like they had no interest of playing him until that injury occurred. Uh, anybody from Detroit that you could possibly be looking at, or or in this bottom barrel area? So Killian Hayes was doubtful, and Derrick Rose was super super efficient against the same Milwaukee Bucks last time out. Uh, put up 41 fantasy points in just 25 minutes of play. I know he did it last time. It could definitely happen again. So that's someone to definitely keep an, uh, keep your uh, options open with him. But I expect Blake Griffin to play again. So that will definitely limit my interest there. I think you could potentially look at Damian Dotson. No Dante Exum there. Monitor the injury situation. No Darius Garland. Uh, Colin Sexton seems fine. Um, if Josh Jackson plays, I know... He's priced up at 5,300 now, but Josh Jackson before the last two games, he. Oh, did I just lose you for a second? Towards the tw- high 20 oh, minutes. He- there you go. I got you back. Sorry. It just, it cut out for like two seconds. Okay. Keep going. Yeah. So Josh Jackson uh, uh, priced up at 5,300. When he was playing north of um, low, uh, low 30 minutes, high 20 minutes, he was playing pretty well. So I think. That's an option to definitely consider it when he has shooting guard and small forward eligibility. But once again, just pay attention to news as some value should open up again. Keep an eye monitor that situation. But I think we should be good to go to the small forward uh, position. Love it. Yeah, I think what we've seen the last two days is going to be more indicative of the 2021 basketball season is all this late news breaking, uh, things happening midway through. It's going to be very advantageous to keep roster spots on uh, roster spots open as you continue on uh, as news comes in during the day, because uh, later value is going to be more valuable than early value because people won't be able to catch up to the ownership levels of where the what the play would be at. Like Kawhi today would have been double the ownership had that news come out before lock. So uh, just continually stay peeled to news. That's why the news God is the man over here at Osimo, and that's why we love him, to be able to to give us the goods as we're, we're going into this chaotic basketball season. Uh, over on DraftKings, small forward, Kawhi Leonard, 9,100. Uh, he's in the middle of uh, being a hero for my lineup, so I, I obviously would have interest at 9,100 again. That's just a deflated price tag, even if Paul George is along there. Uh, Kawhi Leonard has routinely been the guy uh, in this Clippers offense for the last year plus. So uh, somebody that I would have a lot of interest in at 9,100. Jason Tatum had a $400 bump up to 9,000, but it's really hard not to love him, especially coming off the ceiling game that we just saw the other night, which is actually not really even a ceiling game. It's kind of what I expect for him to put up 50 plus a night um, against Toronto. And it just looks great in that offense right now. Uh, ben Simmons, 8,800. And then Brandon Ingram at 8,400. Uh, do you have any leans up top here? And we'll work our way down. So I, I think you bring up a great point. I think you can definitely consider Brandon Ingram again in the small forward position. Jason Tatum was phenomenal last time out. Keep an eye on that Marcus Smart situation as Jason Tatum got some more ball handling duty. Uh, ben Simmons against a Washington matchup, triple doubles definitely on the table for him. There's no uh, no issues there. I think you can definitely consider Gordon Hayward against Atlanta. I know $7,700 Gordon Hayward doesn't sound that great, but he's a different role in uh, Charlotte. And I, I, 
it might be a place where you can get a little contrarian with Gordon Hayward. Other options to definitely consider. I don't mind Kelly Oubre at 5,300. He's showing signs of life now. The three-pointer is starting to fall, which is great for him to see, especially at 5,300 on FanDuel, where he can pick up some steals and blocks that, um, that's more favorable for Kelly Oubre's style of play. I don't mind that whatsoever. Uh, I think $6,600 Buddy Hill is definitely in play on uh, DraftKings as well. So that's an option. Ubre checks in at 5500 on DK. That's not ter- too bad either. I think some other value guys that we should uh, consider on FanDuel where sometimes you want to pay down on an 11-game slate and find some value is if Fournier plays, that's fine. I think uh, I believe Chetty Osman is, uh, should be a little cheap. No, You're Chetty Osman's up to 50 Chetty Osman, just slate breaker of chains. Love the yeah. man. Osman's up to 5,200, so I, I think I'm a little off that. I would rather uh, find money to pay up for Kelly Oubre. Man, uh, I was looking for some value. There's nothing that really stands out to me, Eric. Anyone that you think we could take potential uh, chances on? Yeah, I'm digging down here. It doesn't. It, it looks pretty bleak. Uh, but however, small forward's a spot that routinely gets punted on FanDuel. So I'm just going underneath here, going through Joe Ingles, 47, no. Uh, Patrick Williams, 4,300, no. Uh, Denny Avigi is a guy that I, I don't mind from Washington, um, but now Bertans is starting to get minutes, so now you're going to see his minutes start to go down too, so that's probably a no too. Sadiq Bey just got done bombing everybody's lineups, but he played 30 minutes, so uh, that's a spot again that's going to be hard to not want to jam in a little bit of that value. I don't know if I can stomach it, but uh, maybe hopefully God provides us with some, uh, or whoever whoever your guy is, uh, hopefully they provide you with somebody other than Sadiq Bey because he's just a, he's a tough one to stomach rostering right now. Just a, a volatile, volatile rookie. So uh, we'll see news breaking out at some point in the day and, and I'll have a better lean. So uh, until then, until then, Sadiq Bey is my call, and that's not a great feeling. So uh, we'll move ourselves over to Power Forward. Before I do, I uh, just wanted to let you guys know, we continue to have this promo for 2021. Uh, $20 can get you 21 days of Osmo Plus Platinum. Uh, go to the Osmo website, sign up today. It is going to be incredible once golf comes back for Thursday. We have MMA going up on weekends. We have the NFL playoffs getting ready to get rolling. We have the NBA season here coming for the next uh, for the next. So 21 days of being able to get our NBA coverage alone is worth the price of admission. To be able to get the projections, to be able to get the live stream, to be able to watch Alex Baker do the game plan videos. Uh, it is such an amazing deal. Uh, just $20. Get in there. Use promo code 2021. Uh, going over to the power forward position, we'll start over on FanDuel, 11,400. Jonas and on the back-to-back, uh, or sorry, not back-to-back uh, per se, but second game in a row playing Detroit. So the same concerns people had about blowout before, I just think it's overhyped. I mean, Giannis is a guy, we just saw him put up a gigantic game, a 60 spot over on FanDuel against Detroit there. I, I have no problem going back there again. He's the best point per minute fantasy producer in the NBA. And and if you can get to him, you get to him and play him. Uh, Christian Wood, 9,100 is a large price tag with with uh, James Harden back. We saw that production go down quite a bit. Uh, that's probably going to be a pass. I, I doubt that he garners any ownership whatsoever. But Julius Randle is really the talking point of the position. He's up to 9,000. He saw a big price bump over on FanDuel, but he played 43 minutes and continues to just see this gigantic uh, increase in assist rate, a gigantic increase in usage. He is the guy in New York, and you saw him and R.J. Barrett really pair 
pair up very nicely. They were in pretty much every tournament winning lineup the other night. What do you think about Julius Randle and Giannis? And uh, is there anybody else? Maybe DeMontis Sabonis against Houston. That should be a good spot too. Yeah, the Knicks have been getting the Thibs boost in terms of minutes. The guys who we trust are getting the run. And Barrett and Randle have been the two guys leading the way in that charge. We saw in the fourth quarter there, Alfred Payton was playing fine for the three quarters, but Emmanuel quickly, their rookie out of Kentucky, really took over and played the whole fourth quarter there. So Tibbs has had the tendency to ride the hot hand in uh, past coaching stops. So that can happen, but I expect Randall to be just fine at $9,500. I know this is uh, very expensive for Julius Randall. It's uh, really remarkable that he's all the way up to 9K, but he's been paying off that price tag. He did it last time out. And we just saw what Jared Allen uh, did to this uh, Utah Jazz front court. Not saying this will happen again, but it's definitely uh, possible. He, I don't mind. Uh, I don't mind Julius Randle uh, at all. But I think another nice pivot off of him is Demodis Sabonis against that Houston front court. I think we can definitely look there. And you said Giannis leading the way in the power forward position. He went bananas against this woeful Detroit Pistons defense. Man, it, he just was so good. Nonstop, just dunk, dunk, dunk. Just play Giannis. Giannis. Just, just don't be silly. Play Giannis if you can play Giannis. Like, have some exposure. Just do it. It's uh... and the only reason to maybe shy off of him was the same reason for Jokic, and we saw what Jokic did. Is if Milwaukee was to blow out Detroit, Detroit has done a good job in staying in games. Uh, so I'm not too concerned about the blow up, but it's obviously going to be on the table where he might just not put up. Uh, 50 fantasy points and really sink your lineup with that price tag. But there should be some value that opens up, especially with 11 games. The, and keep an eye on all situations on at Awesome NBA on the Twitter handle where pretty much all the news from beat reporters is being retweeted and posted there. So keep an eye on that situation. Man, what do you think of uh, your other favorite Pelican and Zion Williamson? Well, you're seeing that price at uh, 7,900 over on FanDuel, over on DraftKings. He's sitting at uh, 7800 He's a little bit of a discount off of Ingram, uh, $600, but not enough for me yet to to really get off of Ingram. Uh, in I, I prioritize Ingram big time over on DraftKings uh, at the 8400 number. He's just a little bit more involved offensively. Seems like uh, he's just, 31 shot attempts was the thing that stuck out to me the other night. Uh, he's, he's just going to be able to chuck and play you know, gigantic minutes so long as he doesn't get ejected. He played 40 minutes in the overtime boost, so 35 minutes it would have been in regulation. Uh, Zion looks good. He looks fine. I just I just kind of want to see a couple of those ceiling games. He had a double. He snuck out the double-double to be able to get the bonus there and get to 43-5 on DraftKings, um, but that was by way of overtime. So uh, I'm still, still leaning towards Ingram in a lot of my builds, but Definitely a case to be made for Zion, uh, but he's going to be, I think Zion will definitely be more popular just because of the discount. Uh, so I try to maybe flip-flop for tournaments to be able to go to the lower-owned guy. Uh, going down here, Chris Boucher, 5,200. Uh, anytime that he plays more than 20 minutes, you got to have some kind of interest in him. Uh, he played He played that fourth-quarter blowout run, and then they made a little bit of a surge. I just got to think that Nick Nurse is going to start giving this guy minutes at some point. I mean, he looks too good on the offensive end. Uh, he will probably have really, really low ownership, but that's somebody that I'm pretty interested in taking some tournament shots on almost every single slate. So I just want to put that out there, too. Anybody in this mid-range power forward that you're looking at to maybe do the same, take a couple shots on? Yeah, monitor the Olenek situation. Uh, Miami did blow out OKC last time. Olenek got up to... Uh... North of, I think, he played 27 minutes last time. So 
I think he's priced at a favorable four thousand four hundred. Uh, sorry, five thousand on Fanduel, and he is priced forty four hundred. Yep, you had it right on forty four hundred on yep forty four hundred on DraftKings. So, at that price tag, I think we're, we're going to have to consider Kelly Olynyk for sure against Boston. So, that's someone who definitely sticks out to me. I think you can definitely consider uh, sixty five hundred Blake Griffin. I know that sounds fairly fairly rough to play a sixty five hundred dollar Blake Griffin, but Blake does definitely have a forty point plus upside. Um, just because he's going to take up, soak up quite a bit of usage against Milwaukee. But no one else really right now where things stand currently stand out. Um, even though Marvin Bagley's dad requested a trade, he just is <laughs> playing so, so bad. I, I thought it's the dad so narrative hard. might be. I, I think about you every time. I'm like, please, Marvin, one time for Rinpak, one time for my guy. Uh, it's, I just, it's I don't think I can anymore. I, I, he's only playing mid 20 minutes and like, Man, he might not. He might fall out of the rotation. That's how bad he's been playing. So, I can't even recommend him at this point. I know he's playing Chicago in a very nice matchup, but man, it, I, maybe I'll wake up tomorrow and be like, Ah, Marvin Bagley, here we go again. But tough for me to do that. I have an alert actually. Uh, ring the bell, whatever else here. Uh, Javale McGee. And Bobby Portis are both power forwards on FanDuel, which I find to be pretty interesting. They're they're starting to move over some of these guys from center and power forward and moving them around to different positions. I'm not sure if that's because they think that maybe center, they can move other guys around and maybe it's a weak position or whatever. I mean, power forward seems like there's plenty of options there, but having them move over there to the um, power forward position just kind of looks interesting. Uh, I, I don't really know what's going on, but there's definitely some changes in positions there. I haven't gone back through and seen the rest of it. Serge Ibaka is listed as power forward now that I'm looking at. So uh, it's kind of interesting. There's there's a lot of guys who were listed at center today or within the last two days that have been moved over to power forward. So just letting it be known if you're if you're building, if you're hand building lineups and you're confused trying to find somebody, uh, maybe they switched up some of these positions. So I just noticed that now as I'm going through. So uh, letting it be known if you're if you're crunching and you are very confused confused why they're popping into lineups at power forward that would be why so uh anybody else that you wanted to discuss uh, no uh, obviously just news yet again that's i keep emphasizing news as we've seen it almost every night of the regular season there has been something that has been key to really taking you to the top of the leaderboard on each slate and today was the clipper situation tomorrow with 11 games man there's going to be a ton of news so make sure it's really important to have that roster flexibility flexibility i kind of burned myself uh exposing myself to too much chef green and torian prince and that's my thing that i learned from today and tomorrow i just don't want to overexpose myself to too much just to be aware that news can definitely open up your lineups and just having that flexibility is so key because you never know who you're going to have to jam in not only that but i think a couple years ago i mean we've been doing this for years now but uh there were so many West Coast games that had higher totals, and if you could just wait on the news for for Golden State, for Sacramento, for LA, for both LA teams, you had such an edge just waiting on things to break there and and fitting your team accordingly. Um, it's it's not necessarily like you're seeing high totals around the entire league now, so that's not necessarily like the the go to strategy. But you definitely get lower own plays the more that you wait for news to break. And so the Paul George news broke at five fifteen out here on the West Coast, eight fifteen on the on the East Coast that he was questionable. And as soon as you see questionable for that, you got to kind of assume that he's going to be out for the most part. I started building that pretty much right away for for the news to be that he was going to be out. So uh, always be paying attention to that because. 
that is the largest edge that you are going to have in DFS in the year 2021. Uh, let's finish ourselves over at, uh, at, se- at the center position. We'll start over on DraftKings. At the top, you have Giannis that is center eligible over there. So that is always something that can kind of maybe give you a, un- a unique build, um, maybe jam in some other power forwards and, and basically make that your your primary center but the center position is always so stacked we saw Joel Embiid just absolutely torch Charlotte the other night um and then still didn't necessarily get the minutes because of the blowout uh and he only played 25 minutes so people who are box score watching and seeing that uh I I think the field has gotten sharp enough to know that that's that's blowout almost everything is as a result of the blowout for guys like that who end up getting these lowered minutes but Embiid's in another fantastic spot against Washington uh, Julius Randle has eligibility at center and, as well as Sabonis but then you get down in this midsection uh, Andre Drummond got a price reduction down to 8600 uh, he is seeing a big minutes cut uh, with JaVale McGee when he was playing fantastic here the last couple of games but then saw 32 minutes the other night do you have any interest in going back to the well on Drummond or Vooch at 8,700 against Cleveland, who I expect to be popular, or my guy, Bam Adebayo, who should be 1% or 2% owned against uh, against Boston, but uh, continues to see his assist rate go up. I think it's um, you're going to have to like him be 9,900 on both sites. Uh, he already put up 50-plus fantasy uh, points against Washington. I believe that was the Philly debut, uh, regular season debut. I, I don't mind Embiid whatsoever. Pretty, pretty easy matchup for Embiid, as most are for him. Andre Drummond, 8,600, uh, can disappointing the last three games for Drummond standards. He's like one of the worst, like shooting big men inside two feet in NBA history. And let me tell you five of 15 from Andre Drummond. That's so, so disappointing. I expect that to get better. <laughs> and he's always going to be in play for the double, double bonus on DK. I don't mind that. I think we can definitely consider Wendell Carter jr. Down at 4,900 playing against, uh, Chicago. I think after getting burned by every oh, a lot of people got burned by Rashawn Holmes against the Warriors. I think we can definitely go to him as just a purely recency bias play. I think that's definitely on the table. I think you can definitely consider John Collins. I know Collins was someone who we were very excited early in the season, but he's getting a north like getting mid-teen shots up. Um, I think he can always get the double double, and especially on FanDuel, I know he has power forward eligibility over there, but he can rack up those blocks. I think that's definitely a consideration. Christian Woods only seventy seven hundred DK, so that's a huge pricing difference um, between the two sites. So if you're interested in Christian Wood, I highly recommend you playing him over on DraftKings. Uh, I think we can definitely consider Mitchell Robinson yet again. I know he's playing against mm-hmm. Gobert, but Robinson's playing. Uh, close to 30 minutes, and we know what his upsides can be if he's going to play more than that. So that's what stands out right now. There's no one really else to really consider. Uh, I know there's going to be time where Draymond Green's uh, minutes limit's going to get taken off of him, and he's going to be a solid play once he's off that minutes restriction. But as long as he's restricted, he's going to be limited in my exposure to pretty much none. Anyone else stand out to you? Uh, I know Robert Williams ended up being in the perfect lineup. Are you interested in Robert Williams? Uh, oh my God, no! I love Time Lord. I love Time Lord. I love him so much, but that's that's definitely a no. He still is gonna. He, it's so hard to imagine that he'd ever get up to twenty minutes, and it is so hard for me to play guys in DFS, especially at the center position, who you can't lock in to play at least twenty minutes. That's just kind of a difficult. Difficult sell for me. Uh, I'm looking for my Nerlens Noel slash today Gorgie Jang call. Uh, I'm looking down here in this bottom 
barrel and I see nothing. I see nothing. I think center is just an absolute uh, spend up position in some way, at least to this. Uh, I, I think as low as I'm willing to take shots uh, would be Kelly Olynyk at 4,400 over on DraftKings. Uh, Tristan Thompson there. James Wiseman still only played 17 minutes, but I think part of that was the massive blowout. I think they're kind of like, they were probably just holding him back there a little bit. If he were to get 24, 25 minutes, he looks, I mean, it's fun to watch him play basketball. He'll just block it on one end, sprint down, lead the fast break as a seven footer. And uh, I've really enjoyed watching him play and think that there's going to be a big ceiling if those minutes can get up. Uh, But still, it's difficult to imagine this being the spot to do it on an 11-game slate. Uh, so so my recommendation would be spend up and, and uh, go elsewhere for your value. Uh, do you think kind of the same way as me or anybody you see down here? I, I don't see it. Yeah, it's I, I, I like your Wiseman call. I, I think that's definitely someone who I expect to get some minutes, expect the games to stay a bit closer. I don't think... Warriors are going to be blowing out the Clippers. Maybe Clippers rest both Kawhi and PG, but I think that's highly unlikely tomorrow. So I think uh, you can consider Olenek, who has center eligibility on DK. I think that's a fine option. Over there on FanDuel, I think Gobert is 8,200. I know that's kind of um, pricey for Gobert, but if it's a nice floor, I think I, you can expect him to get around the 40 fantasy points uh, against that New York Knicks matchup. So that's what really... Uh, no one else really stands out. Obviously, uh, stay tuned to all the awesome.com programming with the strategy show, uh, the short form videos, the deeper dive, followed by the live before lock show. So where they'll be breaking down any breaking news and providing key insights to help you understand the slate, especially with 11 games. There's no better place to find all your NBA information. Love it. Uh, that's going to do. That's going to do it for us today. Uh, for Rinpack, for me, uh, best of luck tomorrow, and we'll see you back here for Thursday. Take it easy, y'all.